Tyler Huntley looks so much more comfortable in the pocket. He'd step up in the pocket or he'd avoid some pressure, kept his head up, hung in there, and let the play develop, hit him with a perfect pass. And then when he actually chose to run, it's so much more effective because he's a threat to pass. It makes a huge difference. That offense was impressive. The Utes are feeling pretty good heading into this week break, although I'm sure Kyle's not going to have the guys laying on wraps in the pool. <laughs> hey, fellas, I have an idea. You played so well. Why don't you just take some time off? We're here with Rudy Gobert on the big show. How's these first couple of days of camp gone? How are you feeling about your game? I'm uh, feeling great. I'm you know, feeling great about the team. Personally, I'm feeling great physically and mentally. So, you know, just uh, excited. How much different is it this year as opposed to last with new faces who are going to be playing key roles? I mean, obviously we have a lot of new guys, but I, I don't feel like it's that different. You know, the new guys got a lot to take in in this training camp and, you know, in these few weeks before the season starts. And the uh, coach has, has done a great job, you know, uh, showing them about our values and about uh, the thing that, we want to do it every night. I think BYU is a notch better than I thought they were going to be. But when you lose a game like that and you have the challenges ahead, you wonder how it's going to turn out. And then you lose your starting quarterback. You lose your starting running back. What are you going to do? The problem is Kalani feels like he's coaching for his job every game, right? Do you pay attention to that extend Kalani and not extend Kalani Twitter out there? It not is really. going with the breeze, man. I feel bad for Coach Shataki because that's got to be really difficult to be in the position where you feel like each game you're either keeping or losing your job. That's got to be just an awkward position. Former BYU quarterback Tanner Mangum. How does this BYU team beat USC and then a couple of weeks later struggle so mightily against Toledo? That's the exact question I was asking myself is, is how did we beat USC and then go and, and do this? It's a question that I'm sure most fans are asking and, and I'm sure even the players themselves. There's nothing more frustrating than watching film of a game that you could have and should have won but you didn't because you see all the mistakes that you made that you could could have avoided it, but that you didn't. It's going to be a big wake-up call. I think they're going to have to readjust. They're going to reprioritize, refocus, so they'll be able to make those adjustments, and then for the second half of the season, be able to, to refocus. Donovan Mitchell on the big show. Contrast this year, mixing in some new pieces to last year where you rolled essentially the same team back. How different is it? Things just started from the basics. Certain things we go over this year, we really didn't have to last year because obviously guys had to come back from the year before, but I think that also helps the guys who have been here, I think, just going over the basics just so we can gain that familiarity and just have a fresh our mind. I think it, it helps everyone. What did you think about like, the changing landscape in the West? Anything really jump out at you? Um, I think the biggest thing is just focusing on us. You know, obviously new moves are going to be made. In the circle of the NBA, you kind of have a feeling guys are going to certain places. But um, we're all focused on ourselves and what we can do. You know, at the end of the day, that's what we can control. I think that's really where our head is at. Utah's best sports radio is on the Zone Sports Network. Allow me to reintroduce myself. My name is... And it's time to kick off Utah's most listened to sports radio afternoon show. This is The Big Show with Gordon Monson and Jake Scott. Sponsored by Mountain America Credit Union. Guiding members forward for over 80 years. On 97.5, 1280, The Zone and The Zone Sports Network. Is everybody ready? Everybody's working Let's get rolling. This is The Big Show on 97.5, 1280 The Zone in the Zone Sports Network. 
Big Show, Gordon Monson, Jake Scott. Sounds of the week right there. Great job by Austin Horton, as usual. Brought to you by Diamond Airport Parking. Uh, begin and end any great trip with Diamond Airport Parking. Diamond offers car-to-curb service, 24-7 airport shuttles, fantastic rates, complimentary bottled water, plus no one beats the friendly staff. Diamond Airport Parking, just off I-80 and Redwood Road. Park, ride, and save Diamond Airport Parking. Gordon, hello. How are you, sir? I'm doing well. How are you today, Jake? It's a beautiful day outside. Well, I'm, I've had a really good day, actually, but I know for a fact that I'm, I'm doing better than you. Because I know what you've spent your day doing. Uh, well, part of my day. Uh, I, I spent my day working and going to the dentist. How you doing? You seem like you're doing okay. I, I'm all right. Yeah. Uh, Dr. Jeff took care of me, and uh, I feel feel good about it. So, uh, yeah. Dr. Uh, Jeff? His first name's Jeff. You're very friendly with your dentist. Yeah. Why wouldn't you? Hey there, he Dr. Talks Jeff. all the time. Oh, okay. But you're, do, you're doing all right. He's got sons who play baseball, and so we have a good time. You're not drooling. Right. You know, sometimes that happens when you get the, the numbing stuff, so that's well, good. Well, that happens to me when I don't go to the dentist. So, I mean, you, you Drool a little yeah, bit, yeah. yeah. I mean, you know how it is. Bit but, of a drooler. Uh, but anyway, yeah, no, it's it's fine. I'll, I'll do fine. If I, I don't want to complain about anything, you know, there's a lot of people who have things to complain about, and this isn't one of them for me, so... Uh, but thanks for asking. Speaking I do of, appreciate it. Speaking of folks who, who soon are going to have something really to complain about, uh, David Locke is doing his orientation with the broadcast assistants, yes. the interns out there today. And do you think we should warn them about what exactly they're in for? He's got a few that are, are back again this year and that know what they're getting into, but there are others that don't understand the tears they're going to shed throughout this uh, should season. Should I open the door and you want to give a shout? Uh, no, no, we could just let him get surprised, but you know, you, you worked for David before. I mean, he's, you're under David's thumb, man. It's going to get rough. I didn't have that experience with David. Oh, that's good. No, I mean, we worked together back in the day in the beginning of sports talk radio in this uh, market. And, uh, no, David was always uh, very respectful and, uh, didn't really, he struck me more as a colleague than any kind of uh, out of control. Now, I don't know how the youngins fare. Austin was a broadcast assistant under David at one time. Do, you, do we need to warn these, these, these folks what they're getting themselves into? Uh, we, you know, I would say yes, but I don't know how to adequately uh, do so. So it might be one of those things where you want to say something to somebody, but it might be better that they just go through it. They'll figure it out. Yeah. Now, I mean, I mean, I made it. Now, are you I'd, scarred at all? I'm not. Okay, but David might be. I, I hesitate to ask this question because I don't know if we've ever really told the story on the air. But is your guy back this year? Yeah, he's right there. Is he? Andrew. He's there in the uh, blue shirt, blue tie. Yeah. Okay. And he's he's a really good kid. I know. I know. I w- it was my fault. It was my mistake. Uh, I filled in one time for Adrian, and there was a massive miscommunication, and. He was told to uh, shape up or ship out. <laughs> Quite sternly. And, and, uh, and it, it, it okay. turned out fine. Okay. I'm going to go get their names, and I'm going to give them a shout-out on the air. You didn't, uh, you didn't his, ruin his desire to do it, though, Austin. That's good. And by the way, in your defense, it was the Mexico game last year, which, I mean, if there was a game for Adrian to miss, you missed the one where everything has the possibility of going <laughs> it was, wrong? It was the planned fire, is what it was, yeah. This was not a, a home game where it's you know a well-oiled machine, or even a road game somewhere that David and the crew has been over and over again. It was... Mexico City. Different country. Hey, Austin, I need you to fill in. Yeah. 
I, I believe that uh, chicken wire and coat hangers were used to get us on air that night. So. Okay, by the way, uh, with Gordon out of the room right now, do you think he really just wanted to go out there and, and give some wisdom? Be the center of attention for a minute yes. and, and give advice. Well, That's for, what he's doing, right? Either that or where I'm sitting, I can't see. Is there food out there? Is there any kind of pizza there's, or there's donuts? No, or? no food. Okay, because usually he'll find him himself his way to a meeting if there's if there's food provisions, and he'll kind of make his way to the. This was at the producers meeting <laughs> yes, when he just made his way to the pizza box, and he was like, "Guys, I think you're doing a great job, and keep up the good work." And uh, I'm to the pizza box. That's enough. Here we go. I got it. <laughs> See you tomorrow. See you later. As he took a whole box. No, he wanted to go out there and make sure that he told him, "I'm Gordon Monson." Yeah. Right. Yeah, I, I completely agree. Gordon back now. Never asked me for my name. So I have the names. The you have the names. Of the uninitiated. Okay. Uninitiated? Oh, whatever. Is there an, an initiation that these poor souls have to go through as well? So we got out there Paul, Jake, Andrew, Tori, John, and Amanda. All right. So they're the ones that will be. So Jake, Andrew, and Amanda, they know what they they know what this is they're about. They're back. Yeah. yeah. Okay. But the thing is that when I went out there. Locke was lowering the boom. Well, yeah, that's what Locke does. That's what we're talking about, right? <laughs> and I came in and I'm going, I know you're really serious right now, but I need to get your names. Yeah, Locke has like one of those paper chain countdown things he makes for this day every year. So. <laughs> I know, this is this is David's time to shine. That is true. It's all right. Uh, but welcome, even though they can't hear us, to all the new broadcast assistants to the jazz radio broadcast this year. Did they know who you were, Gordo? I didn't ask. You didn't introduce yourself? Well, Locke introduced me. Oh, okay. Did you share some wisdom? No, no. I just said, listen to this man, because we've been working together since the mid-80s. And David said, you mean the mid-90s? And I said, oh, yeah. Well, when you get a certain age, you lose track of the decades. Mm. Mm. Okay. Anyway. Well, uh, we've got a big day on the show. I mean, a really big day on the big show. Uh, We've got Jordan Pendleton at 3.30, so we'll talk a little football with Jordan. Uh, Coming up at the top of the 4 o'clock hour, Jim Olson is going to be in studio and on the show, the new president of the Utah Jazz. I went over to his introductory press conference today as well. Uh, we I got a one-on-one. Actually, I've been busy over there at that practice facility. We'll have uh, the road co- to contention will continue today with Bojan Bogdanovic at the top of the 5 o'clock hour. Did you run any of my nicknames by him? No. Oh. No, I did not. Should I have? Yeah. Do you think... No, please don't do that. Not, there's nothing disrespectful. Do you think he would actually understand the reference if I said, hey, how do you like the nickname Seven Year Vich? <laughs> Just look at me like I was a crazy person. Well, what about Chef? You probably wouldn't get that one either. No. And his first move as president, I fire Jake Scott. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I had a chance to have a one-on-one interview with Steve Starks today. We'll play oh, that good. in the 5 o'clock hour. All right. And uh, as I mentioned, Jim will be live in studio at 4 o'clock. Very excited about this. Uh, I don't know, and we'll talk about it throughout the show, but uh, Jim, we've known for a long time. Gordon, we've worked uh, closely with him, and he. this is a really good hire for the Utah it Jazz. It is. I agree with that 100%. 100%. So he will be here, top of the 4 o'clock hour. You have a list over there? I do. Should we get to it? Yeah. It's time for Gordon's list. And now, another look into the mind of Gordon Monson. I know, we're all terrified. Let's just try to get through this together. This is Gordon's List on 97.5, 1280 The Zone and The Zone Sports Network. Previously on Gordon's List. 
if you were going to make a list of the things you wouldn't want, you know, nozzled onto you, you know, I mean. <laughs> I've not never sniffed glue. Well, I tell you, I would hate getting sprayed with gas, wouldn't you? I've lost two legs skydiving. A flub dub with a streak of second rate and the common in him. Quack, 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 crack, 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 splat. That's pretty good, huh? Time for Gordon's List, brought to you by Tim Daly Nissan, Southtown. Gordon, where are we starting? Let's start with the jazz. Why not? Okay, Jake, let me just ask you the most general of all questions. Because we are on the verge. Jazz playing tomorrow night. Awesome. They're playing tomorrow night. So It's amazing that it's here. Let me ask you this, and we've talked about it, but give me a specific answer to a very general question. How good can the Jazz be? 55 wins. And? And? That leads to? Oh, I think I can go to the Western Conference Finals. There's a lot of unknowns out there that makes that a really difficult question to answer. I know. I know. We haven't seen the game yet. Well, and we don't know how a bunch of other teams are going to fit together. Like, uh, speaking of Locke, He's really high on the Houston Rockets and Russell Westbrook and James Harden being a, a good pairing. I'm not so convinced yeah, about I'm that. I'm not. I'm not fully on board with that either. How far does Golden State fall without Kevin Durant and when dealing with their injuries? How good are the Clippers with those two players that they've put together? Uh, the, the Lakers. I mean, they still have massive holes, but they've got two of the top what ten players in the league. And there's an awful lot of interest in the Lakers right now. Around the country. Well, what does interest have to do with how far the Nothing. Jazz can go? Nothing, no. but they've certainly captured <laughs> okay. the imagination right. of a lot of people. That okay, so give me your best guesses for standings in the West. Uh, we've done. We've gone through this exercise. I'm trying to remember exactly. Uh, uh, Clippers one for sure. I had the Jazz two, and then because I'm not really buying the the Lakers, I'm not really buying the Rockets. Denver's young, and they got a little lucky last year. Do, I mean, I think. Do, it, do you think of the Warriors at all? No, I probably I think the lawyer, the Warriors are going to be further down because I think they'll I think that they'll get Clay Thompson back in time for the playoffs, but not necessarily in time to really make a run at the the regular season Western Conference title. So I think they'll be back a little bit. I mean, the the Spurs just continue to to do it, and they were okay without Kawhi Leonard. Yeah, maybe maybe they'll threaten. I I think in fact Zach Lowe did his tears today. Mm-hmm. And he considers the jab, jazz in the contender tier. Yeah. So I thought that was I thought that was pretty interesting. Okay, so we made a joke of this yesterday because it was an excuse for me to utilize my nicknames for all the jazz players. But I want to ask the question seriously now. No nicknames, I promise. Let's give me the combinations you would put on the floor together. The combinations, the combinations for the Jazz? We started talking about this yesterday, and then I got all off on the various nicknames. But who are you going to start? Uh, do we agree on this? Well, let's let's do it backwards, actually, because let, let's talk about the important who's going to finish, because I think that that could also be different than who's going to start. Okay, in my mind, who's going to finish is the same as who's going to start. You think? Yeah. Okay, so... I think the same five we're thinking for finishing. Right. We're thinking Joe, Bojan, Mike Conley, Donovan Mitchell, Rudy Gobert. Right. But starting, I think that's probably likely, but I could see Royce O'Neal in that starting lineup at four, potentially. If he's that good, then why can't he be a leader on the second unit? No, I think he can, but I think it's 
we've talked to David about this before, that shooting off the bench might be an issue. So you might want to bring Joe Ingles off the bench. And I, I think Joe did a good job with his workload last year, you know, but I don't know if Joe needs to be playing 35 minutes. It's it's it really it's a great discussion because there might be redundancy on the court if both Joe and uh, Boyan Bogdanovich are on the court together, along with uh, with Mike Conley and Donovan Mitchell. How many shooters do you need on the floor at one time? At least three. Well, that's four. So, and so and, should you put Joe Ingles on that second unit and uh, you know bolster that whole thing because, as you said, they need shooters. And Royce is not a bad shooter either. Royce can play that position a little bit more physically, maybe than Bojan. So, so who do you see? Who who do you see as a primary backups as far as being on? Is, is, is you know at, toward the end of the first quarter, who's going to be on the floor then? Jeff Green, yeah, Ed Davis, Ed Davis, Royce. If depending on what scenario, Royce you know, maybe Joe, depending on who you think is going to start. Um, Dante? I don't know if Dante's ready yet. As he continues to come back, I mean, it might be it might fall to somebody like Moutier. You know, when you start talking like that, when we thought of Moutier, we thought of him as kind of a project. But <laughs> if he's going to be spending primary minutes on the floor, he better be more than that. Well, he did, I mean, score 15 points for the Knicks last year. I mean, it's not like he's an un- Tested rookie or something like yeah, that. I mean, how do he do it? Yeah, no, I got you. He's going to have to adjust what he does, but the, you know, I don't, I'm not so sure that's a giant question mark. I mean, it's a guy. Uh, well, he admitted this to us that uh, that could have started for other teams, and yeah. his agent had other teams he could start for. I mean, mm-hmm. I don't think we're talking about Howell Neto fresh uh, across the pond, right? Right. Hmm. It'll be interesting to see if somebody else can find a way into that mix. You know, because there's. A lot of names on this roster. We'll see how it goes. Uh, okay, so both BYU and Utah have bye weeks. Uh, what are you going to do? What are football fans going to do? They're going to watch Utah State against LSU. That's a heck of a game. Yeah, that's what I'm going to do. Yep. Do you give the Aggies a chance to win that thing? Oh, I think you give them a chance. I think LSU is awesome. Coach O has has figured it out, <laughs> and they're actually playing some Coach. O. Coach, oh no! I think Ellis. I think LSU is certainly one of the top three, four teams in the country. So, I mean, I, I think Utah State's good, but to to say they're going to win tomorrow, I don't think so. But they have a chance, certainly. Well, they've got a quarterback. You got a baller quarterback. You got a chance for sure. Okay, so we're almost halfway through the season. Not not really, but, uh, but we're getting there. Uh, Utah's Heisman. Who are you giving it to? Mm, it's tempting after how well the defense played against Washington State to to maybe give it to somebody over there on the D. But then you you remember where the USC game where that wasn't necessarily terrific. <laughs> I think you've got to go with Huntley right now, right? Anybody on Utah State or BYU that would get serious consideration from you? Oh, you're. I thought you were talking about the University no, of Utah. You're I talking mean, about the state Utah, of Utah. The state. David Woodward's David numbers Woodward. are, are pretty He's are pretty incredible. Mm-hmm. He's definitely up there. I, Jordan Love has not played as well this year, and and yet that offense is averaging what is it? It's well over five hundred yards a game, mm-hmm. right? I think I think I'd still answer Huntley. 
you know, be hard to argue with that because the offense automatically has an advantage over the defense. And he's he's played he's played really well. He's played really well. And he stayed he's not, healthy. He's not the best player in the state, but he is playing the best mm-hmm. in the state. I'd say it that way. But David Woodward's pretty incredible. Uh, yeah. yeah. All right. We'll get to Jordan Pendleton coming up right around the corner. Uh, we'll get to more of Gordon's list throughout the show. Don't forget Jim Olson live in studio at the top of the 4 o'clock hour. Uh, the road to contention continues on with Bojan Bogdanovic in the 5 o'clock hour, one-on-one with uh, CEO of the Miller Group of Companies, Steve Starks, in the 5 o'clock hour. Scott Gerard in the 5 o'clock hour at 5.30. We'll get a preview on this Utah State LSU game from Scotty G. It's all straight ahead on the big show, 97.5 and 1280 The Zone. This is DJ and PK. Time to talk jazz basketball with Craig Bowlerjack. I like what I see. It just seems like there is an air of confidence, not overly confident, mind you. That's not going to happen with Quinn Snyder and company, but there is a sense to me of quick bonding that's occurred, which is good news because that's kind of the jazz way of doing things as a team concept. I tell you, every night's just going to be a battle. I don't see a game that would be a yawner by any means, especially when you're playing a Western Conference opponent. It's going to be a rough road. And I think health, obviously, is going to play probably the biggest factor when you see where the seedings are come April. Catch DJ and PK mornings from 6 till 10. Presented by WCF Insurance. Reminding you to be careful out there. On 97.5, 1280 The Zone and The Zone Sports Network. The ultimate alternative rock tour. Live and Bush. The ultimate tour. Saturday, October 12th. USANA Amphitheater. The celebration of throwing copper from live. And 16 stone from Bush. Special guest Our Lady Peace, the ultimate tour. Tickets on sale now at Smith's Ticks. Forecasts are predicting a harsh winter this year. Consider eliminating cold spots from your home with the Carrier Ductless System. As the name suggests, ductless systems give you control of your home's comfort without invasive ductwork, focusing on those hard-to-reach spaces that need it most. Don't let harsh winter weather push you around in your own home. Bring home versatile and efficient heating that's easier to install than standard ducted systems. Carrier Ductless. Visit Carrier.com for more. Carrier. Turn to the experts. Godsmack, live in concert. October 9th, USANA Amphitheater with special guest, Hailstorm. Reserve seat tickets on sale now at Smith's Ticks. Produced by Live Nation. Godsmack, live. Everybody from Homie cracks me up. You've seen the funny, bright teal billboards around town. You've heard me talk about how you can hire Homie to sell your house and save thousands. But you may not know that a licensed local Homie agent can also help you buy any home. So I asked, well, why would you choose a Homie agent versus hiring a traditional agent or a friend? Customers rave about their service, but they also do something most agents can't or won't. They give you up to $5,000 back to help you with closing costs and fees. Homie's going to refund up to $5,000 back to you so that you can buy more home with your money. It's simple. Just text HANTS to 88588. You're going to get connected with a homie agent to help you find your dream home. 
tour homes, make offers, negotiate the best deal, and work to get you the $5,000 back. You can also go to homie.com and request a tour of any home for sale with a click of a button. A lot of people think it's free to buy a home, but it's just not. The money you pay for your home is used to pay the seller, their agent, and whatever agent you choose to hire. It's your money that pays both agents. Text HANS to 88588 and an experienced local homie agent is going to help you every step of the way. Looking for a fun night out for the whole family? Spend it with the Stars, the Salt Lake City Stars, the NBA G League affiliate of the Utah Jazz, are back in action this season, and there's something for everyone. Don't miss the University of Utah Health Kid Zone with bounce houses, face painters, and more. Plus, get your picture with Buster the Bear. Another exciting season begins with a home opener Friday, November 15th at Bruin Arena on the campus of Salt Lake Community College. Get your tickets today at slcstars.com. It starts here. Okay, that's good. Whoa, whoa, Dave! Sorry, I'll go grab some paper towels. You can't let Dave pour things. He works at JCW's. They fill stuff up past the brim over there, like their milkshakes. They're thick, rich, and oh my gosh. Delicious? Oh no. Dave's filling up Crystal's car for Dave, stop! Hey, this is Clark for JCW. Stop into any of our five locations today. We're located in American Fork, Thanksgiving Point, Provo, South Jordan, and our new location in Harriman. Come in and see why at JCW's we believe in quality and a lot of it. I'm here to introduce the best coverage of the teams you're passionate about from the guys you know and trust. Go, child! You're listening to The Big Show with Gordon Monson and Jake Scott. Presented by Mountain America Credit Union. Guiding members forward for over 80 years. Yeah, yeah! On 97.5, 1280 The Zone and The Zone Sports Network. Tasted fire, I'm ready to come alive. I can't just shut it up and fake that I'm alright. I'm ready now, I'm not waiting for the actual Fan of the day today, Switchfoot, selected by Austin and brought to you by Live Nation uh, Concerts. Buy concert tickets and get the latest tour news and artist insight at LiveNation.com. As always, we want to thank the title sponsor of the big show, our friends at Mountain America Credit Union. Get 0% interest on all purchases through May of 2020. With a new Mountain America credit card, get 0% on everything from groceries to give giveaways. For details, visit macu.com or call 1-800-748-4302. We're going to talk to Jordan Pendleton coming up here momentarily. Uh, we will get his thoughts on BYU falling to Toledo and what needs to be accomplished during the bye week. Let's see, what could that possibly be? Reconstruct everything? Break it all down and start again? <laughs> I don't know if that's necessary. It no. might be for the offense with a new quarterback. Yeah, yeah, they are worried. That, is, is Jaron Hall the busiest man in Utah right now? Uh, probably. Probably got a lot on his plate, yeah. 100%. <laughs> Good for him. Everyone you talk to seems to think he's up to the task. You know? Yep. No, they're high on him. They they really like him. We heard it going back to spring. Um, the coaching staff talking about how much they they liked him and how well he was doing enough to have it at least kind of an open competition when fall camp started. Now you and I thought that maybe they were just saying that to keep the heat up on Zach Wilson, but I mean, if you believe it, if you believe it. He pushed Zach. Remember what Kalani told us a couple years ago, a year and a half ago. I do. 
at Media Day. Yeah. He was never going to just give somebody the job. Nope. Never going to do that again. Nope. Always have to compete for it. Yeah, yep. exactly. So, although, based on what, again, we're hearing that from a lot of people, not just someone who is trying to create a certain atmosphere, and that is that the kid can play. He is a redshirt freshman, so he he needs some seasoning. But I think they were think they were they were planning on uh, perhaps having to use him at some point along the year because who was it? I think it was uh, a Rod who a number of years ago when he was at Utah said that the studies show that the likelihood of a starter starting every game throughout a college football season is slim. Yeah, it's very low. Not that I like to say that, given the fact that Tyler Huntley is playing the way he's playing and Jordan well, Love up to, at Utah State. Why do you have to bring those guys up? Why get, we're having a conversation about BYU, and there you go, jinx the rest of the quarterbacks I'm, in the I, state. I'm jinxing what them. What are you doing? <laughs> what are you doing? You're putting bad bad juju out into no, the No, I'm not putting bad juju out. And I can guarantee you that Tyler Huntley will not get injured this week. All sorts of bad juju. Easy. Zach Moss got injured getting into bed last oh, year. that's right. I take that back. Was that your rewind sound? <laughs> he's <laughs> at Gordon Monson. Uh, all no, right. No, he's not going to get – nothing's going to happen. Well, I mean, it just makes it worse. I know. Out to the Sprint special <laughs> guest line we go. Lease any handset and get an iPad for ninety nine ninety nine. Visit the Sprint store nearest you. Joining us now, former Cougar Jordan Pendleton making his weekly appearance on the show. Hi, Jordan. How are you? Doing good. How are you guys doing? We're doing well. Jordan, is it bad form to even – Discuss injuries that haven't happened yet. Oh uh, yeah, um, that <laughs> that. Who, who are we talking about? Oh, we were just talking about jo- Gordon. Just <laughs> jinxed Jordan Love and Tyler Huntley. I did not. Oh, I hope someone invented it. You don't want to. Well, that's that's tough because now if they go get hurt, then it's like your your fault, right? Well, so. that's what that's what Jake's angling at here. Uh-huh. Yeah. That's not not how it was meant. But what happens, uh, Jordan, when your quarterback gets hurt, how how does the rest of the team face that kind of situation down? Yeah, well, it's 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 tough. Um, You know, especially you know that's your that's your leader, your starting quarterback. That's your leader. Your your entire system is built around. I don't want to say built around only him, but it's a huge part of it. Uh, You know, the coordinators. They can have their own system. They can have their own beliefs, but they've, they've also got to build that system around who is playing under center. And, you know, so a lot of a lot of strategies involved around that guy. And when your quarterback gets hurt, you know, you got a different talent coming in. Different, these are, are different. And so you've got to adjust to that. And it's, a, you know, it, it's tough uh, for sure. And, and can definitely have an impact on the team. Who has to adjust the most? I would say the offensive coordinator, uh, honestly. Well, you know, you, you hope in practice and you hope that his timing is, is decent enough with his receivers and his rapport with his offensive line is good because he's getting those repetitions. But, you know, depending on who the guy is from, Let's put Jordan on hold real quick. Let's see if we can't get that uh, that figured out. If I were to guess who has to adjust the most, I would guess the receivers. 
I loved his answer, though, the offensive coordinator, because that's yeah. actually probably the right one. But, yeah, receivers are going to have to adjust. What about O-lineman? If he, if he gets out of the pocket and runs a little bit more, they'll uh-huh. have to adjust. Everybody's going to have to. And you know what? It would be so much easier if Tyson Williams were still healthy. Because then they could lean on that guy a little bit. Not that uh, you know Asuka or, uh, or Katoa aren't, aren't fine running backs, but it would be nice to have RB1. Yeah, yeah. Boy, I tell you, if you had told Kalani Stocky before the season started that he was going to lose his quarterback and his number one running back, that would not that would have been a major concern. For major him. concern, yeah. and that's and that's where they are. And as we talked about yesterday, the pressure isn't any less. So they're still going to have to win these football games and find a way to do it. Because the head coach is responsible for everything, and in, 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 in the pro ranks, the coach can blame. Whoever is a he- uh, whoever your your personnel director is or your GM, you can blame them for giving you the wrong kinds of players. But in college, uh, it's up to you to uh, to spearhead the recruiting effort. And Jordan joins us once again. And Jordan, we're just talking about how you know RB one and QB one go both go down, but it doesn't really change any of the pressure or expectations on this team in these tough games ahead. No, it definitely does. It's it's tough. Those are you know your offense is built around your quarterback and your running back. So, you know when when you got new faces in at that position, it becomes a, a it's definitely a challenge, especially for the offensive coordinator. You have to adjust to their talent. What do you know about Jaron Hall? I I don't know much. Um, I I saw him go in for a little bit last weekend, and he looks like a stud. Uh, he's put together. Looks like he's got a strong arm and, and looks like I don't know too much about him. I haven't really seen him play, but just from that little last week, he looks like he's a stud. Jordan, BYU is 118th in the country against the run. What's the matter with their run defense? Man, that's, that's like um, that's like Nell's on a chalkboard right there hearing that. I, I have no idea. I... You know, I I said it, I think, either last week or a couple of weeks ago, you know, we, we've we got the guys on defense. We have the talent. We have we have some good athletes. I just feel like we're not assignment sound. And I feel like, you know, we're, we're kind of going back and forth. We don't have an identity on defense. And we were successful on defense at BYU. We had an identity. We, we knew we were going to stop the run. That was the first thing. And we're going to make teams drive on us. We're going to make teams pass. And if they if they got first downs, it was okay because we were going to hold them to a field goal. And that was our identity. We didn't care if teams got field goals because we knew our offense could put up points. And right now, I just don't feel like we have an identity on defense. It's you know, sometimes we show glimpses of looking really good, um, but as far as assignments go and just giving up stupid stupid plays, uh, it's just kind of a mess right now. Man, I've had this conversation with Kalani Sataki 20 times, and every time he said his number one priority is stop the run. So so it's not an emphasis. Somebody's either not listening, not understanding, or unable to do it. It's It's got to be one of those things because I know it's stressed by the head coach. Yeah, I mean, if, you're, if your main objective on the defensive side of the ball is to stop the run and you're, you're 118th country out of, what, 120 teams, then uh, that's a problem, <laughs> you know. That's a problem. So it's either it's either got to be the play calling, or it's got to be we just 
simply don't have the personnel to to run that style of defense, which I do think we have good athletes. Uh, you know, I think we have good players on the defensive side of the ball, but um, you you've got to put your players in a position to be successful, and you've got to. It's it's no different. We were just talking about the offense. You have to adjust what you run on defense based off who who you have. You know, we were always a three four team. We always had three big D linemen that could two gap and play the run. And we always had good, you know, great outside backers year in, year out. That was I, I don't know what our identity is. You know, we we we've kind of gone away from that and, and they're running a different style of defense than we've been in the past. Our strength. Well Jordan, thanks for checking in with us on the bye week. We always enjoy it and we'll catch you next week before South Florida. Absolutely. Thanks guys. Jordan Pendleton, uh, you can check out uh, Pendleton Performance as well if you're interested in training. You could hear the disgust and the the disturbance in his voice when you gave him that statistic. You could, as a former, as a former linebacker, <laughs> that was that was just un. Uh, he, he couldn't. He couldn't. It's untenable for him. It just goes against what BYU stood for for a long, long time and when he was there under Bronco and uh, certainly under Kalani. It's almost like there's a, you know, a failure to communicate clearly right now in Provo there. Things are a little fuzzy. Got some bad cells down there? Yeah, something. Yeah. Something like that. How do you fix it? Well, another cell tower. <laughs> Syringa. No, no. Yeah, no, Syringa. No, no, no. Check out Syringa Networks. <laughs> How do you fix the run defense? I don't know uh, because I don't. The, the linebacking position is is far from dynamic right now, and you hear, you heard Jordan talk about how important those backers are in that three four system when it comes to to shutting down the run. And yet, you've, those guys have had some high points this season. Certainly, the performance against USC was impressive. I don't think they stopped the run all that well against USC. USC didn't really hurt them on the ground, did they? That's because they, well, I'll bring up the stats, but they didn't run the ball enough. <laughs> when they chose to run the ball, they were pretty good. <laughs> well, I mean, it is a C, but, uh, I, you know, I don't know. But my, I, my initial response is when a team isn't stopping the run that, that the athletes aren't, aren't up to snuff. And Jordan said he thinks they do have the athletes. And by I'm not I'm throwing everyone under the same sort of parachute there. But uh, I you know so they have some athletes. Do they have enough? All right, we'll have uh, more coming up straight ahead. Stay tuned. Don't forget Jim Olson, the new president of the Utah Jazz, joins the show at the top of the four o'clock hour. It's ninety five ninety seven five and twelve eighty the zone. This. Is Tony Parks and Austin Horton. Who's going to finish with the best three-point percentage this season for the Utah Jazz? They have to average at least 25 minutes a game. I'm having a hard time deciding between Bogdanovich and Ingles. I think Ingles is going to get some great looks because of the way this offense is set up, and he's going to have his spot more often. You have other weapons, so it might be a deferment situation, whereas Bogdanovich might be more of a target for defenses to have to do something against. You could have a situation where Ingles is just, you got to pick who, and they end up picking him. What you just said about Joe Ingles is why I go with Joe. Joe gets to be Joe Ingles again. So now he gets to go back to Happy Valley and just be Joe. 
Tony Parks and Austin Horton. Weekdays from 10 to noon on 97.5, 1280 The Zone and The Zone Sports Network. Show Gordon Monson, Jake Scott, 97.5 and 1280 The Zone. Coming up in 10 minutes, new president of the Utah Jazz, Jim Olson, going to be on the show, so make sure and stay tuned for that. Also, want to remind you don't miss your chance to meet this year's Utah Jazz team tonight, Gordon, at 6 o'clock right here at Vivint Smart Home Arena. Be here, and you'll get to see Donovan Mitchell, Rudy Gobert, and Joe Ingles, plus newcomers Mike Conley, Bojan Bogdanovic, and the rest of the group as they participate in basketball activities and games on the court. Admission is free, and doors open at 5.30. See, that's the kind of opportunity that some people complain about the NBA not doing, and the Jazz are doing it. Yeah, it's really cool. Yeah, who wouldn't want, what fan wouldn't want to have that kind of access that's a great idea. And it's it's unique. I mean, it's not like something like this happens everywhere. So pretty cool. Come down, yeah. get your chance to meet Donovan Mitchell, Rudy, Bowian. We'll have Bowian on the show at the top of the 5 o'clock hour, so make sure and stay tuned for that. And, uh, yeah, remember, meet the meet the team event. Should be a lot of fun right yeah, here. They, it's two-pronged, really, because even though you know about Rudy Gobert and Donovan, you might not have been able to sort of observe like that. And then the fact that the team, half the team is new. Pretty cool. Yeah. Pretty cool. So get down here and make that happen tonight. Gordon, should we knock a, a couple of things off the list real quick oh, before sure. uh, we get to Jim Olson at the top of the 4 o'clock hour? Okay. So uh, Michigan State's uh, basketball team, all the players have quit Twitter because Tom Izzo doesn't like it. He says it screws his players' minds up when they read what people have to say. Good idea, bad idea? Good idea. Well, from a team standpoint, maybe a bad idea from individual branding. But You're essentially, yeah, I mean, I know you like to have individual freedom and all that stuff, but he's essentially saying, hey, pay no attention. And if everybody knows they're not going to pay attention, then maybe it'll calm some of that stuff down. Well, PK was chatting about this a little bit on Monday. The thing with social media these days, and especially Twitter, which is such a negative uh, negative can space. It, it, can, can, it can really be. Mm-hmm. But but people have 24-hour-a-day access to you to tell you whatever. <laughs> I could see And not why, even put their real name on it. I could see why Tom Izzo would want his team to, to push that out. I certainly can. What team do you think has the meanest, cruelest, toughest, uh, whiniest fan base? Pro or college? Pro or college. There's no way to really go Lobos. <laughs> you got to throw the, the Raiders out there, right? Because <laughs> you do. The Philly teams. Yeah, Philly. They like to throw things at players. <laughs> uh, yeah, those. That, that's probably a good place to start with those two. Yeah. I don't know. What where, would you say? I don't know who who you would include in that on, at a college level. Ah, Wyoming fans have an interesting <laughs> reputation. <laughs> they do. Throwing urine bombs at people. Yeah, they they have an interesting rep for sure. 
Memphis has a fancy new design on its uh, basketball court. Do you like it when basketball courts no longer look like basketball surfaces? Instead, they look like an artist's rendering or something? Um, I don't want to say I do across the board because there are, there have been some I did not like. But there also have been some that are really cool. Like what? I See, I like a clean basketball court. I, well, well I, I'm sure they keep it clean. No. It's probably not dusty. Not what I meant. Oh, okay. You know, uh, I like a clean look. See, I liked, I, I really liked the court that came along with the city edition jerseys. Yeah. See, that, I thought that, that court was a nice was, clean court. Well, but it had the the it's rainbow the, bridge it, on it and stuff uh, like it's that. It's not like, rainbow bridge; it's delicate art. Was it delicate art? Yeah. Oh, my bad. But yeah, I mean that that's not what I mean. I, I like that. But have you seen, for instance, what Oregon does to its court? Yeah, I'm not wild about what Oregon does. And that's sort of what, I mean, this this court at Memphis, the whole thing is painted out, it looks like. And it's just got all, I don't know. I Call me a traditionalist in that regard. See, their coach, Penny Hardway, said they're winning the championship this year. Did he? Yeah, they won, I think, six games last year. Well, he did come out of the AAU world. So I would guess he's got some pretty good players on his team. <laughs> awesome. I, uh, I I just I mean I'm all for creativity, but I don't like the blue field up at Boise State. I don't. Either. I don't like the red field up at Eastern Washington. A, a football field should be green, right? Uh huh. A basketball court should look like a basketball court. What about uh, what what about those carpeted courts that were all the rage in what was it like the mid eighties and LDS gyms? Oh, you mean like the knee uh, the knee ligament uh, tears? Yeah, <laughs> are those things still around? I knew a guy once who made a cut on one of those things, and the thing just went <laughs> right from under him. Uh, that's not safe. <laughs> no, no, you and shouldn't it- have to vacuum your basketball floor. <laughs> <laughs> well, and you know, are you really going to dive for a loose ball when you're coming up with a wicked har- uh, carpet burn? Do it for the fourth ward, well, Jake. People, people did it on the old AstroTurf all the time. Ugh, you know, just miserable. Yeah, just just make it make it what it's supposed to be—a hardwood. Have you seen the the renderings for the the throwback jazz court the, uh, with the mountain uh, the mountain jerseys? I think I did see it. It's pretty cool. Yeah, yeah. See, I don't have a problem with design, but go, you know, make it cool, but don't clutter it. Is what I'm saying. And then finally, I got this question. I got to find out from from Austin uh, what he thought of the Joker movie. Well, I've got the movie zone to I, talk about. I, it I know, but at I eight just, o'clock. Tonight. I thought you would give us just a little little snippet. Uh, well, well, I'll tell you what I what I tweeted last night. Real short. Uh, it's about a guy that is failing at stand up comedy. One of my actual real life favorite stand up comedians, Gary Goldman, has a cameo in it, but this is no comedy. More at eight. Listen in. Listen to, the movie my, zone. Who's who's the best Joker of all time? Uh, before this movie? Are you saying? You're going with Joaquin, Joaquin, huh? I don't know. Tune in at eight. All right. Joaquin is better than any other Joker before him? Not saying yes, not saying no. All right, we want to remind you to join Scotty and Hans on Monday from noon to 3 at Sound Sleep Medical, 8941 South, 700 East in Sandy. Coming up next, the new president of the Utah Jazz, Jim Olson, on the big show, 97.5 and 1280 The Zone.
This, this, this is Hans Olsen and Scotty G. It's what you want. The head coach of the Utah Jazz, Quinn Snyder, you're certainly capturing a lot of national attention. I know you probably don't spend a lot of time on that stuff, but when you become a little bit of the hunted and not the hunter, do you worry about a mindset of a team coming into a season? Well, to be honest with you, we were picked third in the West last year. I don't think we're picked third in the West this year, so I don't know if we're being hunted or we're hunting. or I hope we get hunted a little bit because that gives you urgency. And I hope we do some hunting too because <laughs> I think with that, whatever the external perceptions are, you know, however we process that, it's important for our focus to be on maximizing who we are. And that doesn't mean you don't have goals. You know, ideally we have high goals and, you know, enthusiasm for those, but the way to get there is to kind of dig in. Catch Hans and Scotty every day from noon to three. Presented by your Rocky Mountain Chevy dealers on 97.5, 1280 The Zone and The Zone Sports Network.